Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we've got an important topic for everybody today, and that is mother loss, understanding mother loss and anxiety. And I don't think people realize the anxiety that there is with grief and loss. So our next guest has had experiences with mother loss, and she is focusing her new book on loss and anxiety. So I know it's going to help everybody that's watching. So Heidi, would you like to introduce our guest? Sure, Mom. And I just want to say I love the idea of talking about anxiety because I have so many people that come up to me or talk to you and say, basically, you know, the person I know, my daughter's not grieving or my brother's not grieving, et cetera, but they're highly anxious, not recognizing that, that it's normal to have anxiety and a lot of times an overwhelming amount of anxiety after a loss. So we are going to talk to our guest about that today. And her name is Claire Bidwell-Smith. And as you said, we're going to talk about understanding mother loss and anxiety. Uh, Claire is a licensed therapist specializing in grief. She is the author of several books about grief and loss. The Rules of Inheritance was a Barnes and Noble Discover pick and a Books for a Better Life nominee. Uh, Claire has a private practice in Los Angeles and her latest book is Anxiety, The Missing Stage of Grief and it is now on shelves. So welcome to our show, Claire. Thank you. Hi, ladies. Hi, Claire. It's great to have you on again. And um, we've interviewed you before with, for one of your other books. And uh, as I remember, you lost both your parents fairly when you were fairly young. Your mother first, though, when you were uh, what uh, in college, first year of college. That's right. They both got cancer at the same time when I was 14. And wow. I'm an only child. So my high school years were all tumultuous. Your books are kind of a tra trajectory through your grief and loss and mother loss and that kind of uh, thing. How did you come up with the idea of writing something about anxiety? Well, I landed in an emergency room shortly after my mother died with my first panic attack. And I had no idea what it was. And I, I did think I was dying. And there was something wrong with me. And, you know, this was 1997. And anxiety was a little less commonly looked at in the medical profession and they they didn't tell me that I was having a panic attack or I that I had anxiety they told me I was one in ten people that has heart palpitations wow. and they sent me on my way they asked me what I ate if I smoked if I drank all kinds of things they never once asked me what was happening in my life and if they had I would have told them that my mother died that I was you know on my own with my elderly father that I was trying to get through college I mean, perfect recipe for anxiety, all kinds of stuff there, but they never asked. And so it took me a while to really figure out what was going on with me. A lot of the anxiety I see in my clients, a lot of the, the complicated grief I see in my clients, it's because they, they have a lot of guilt. They weren't able to say goodbye. They, they have a lot of like mixed up feelings about the end and how things happened. Um, and so I've really come to see that there are ways that we can embrace death as a culture. We can show up, we can face it. Um, and there are ways that we can be in a lot of denial about it, which leads to a lot of other ramifications. I see it in the majority of my clients. They experience some level of increased anxiety following a significant loss. Mm -hmm. And um, I know I went through it myself. And when I really came to understand it and come around on the other side of it, 
I started talking about it a little bit more, I started writing about it. And I, once I started writing articles about the idea that anxiety is linked to loss, I just got flooded with clients and emails and people yeah. reaching out, telling me that they were going through that, but they felt like they were crazy because no one's really talked about this, this correlation between the two. Um, so I wrote this new book to really address it and to kind of put it together so that people could have a better understanding of normalizing it, feeling like it is normal to have increased anxiety after a loss, and then also what to do with it. And, and Claire, why do, you, why do you think people do have increased anxiety after a loss? I mean, I think a lot of it is a complicated grief, not really having resolved a lot of issues before the death or not being sure how to resolve them afterwards. And then also a lot of it is, you know, people just not really feeling comfortable grieving. And so they try not to, they try to push it away and they try to move forward. And that's a product of both our culture, not supporting the grief process very well. And then also how difficult it is to grieve. It's an enormous experience. It's a lot of work for one It's thing. a lot of work. Uh, emotionally ups and downs and uh, it's huge. What does anxiety look like? Anxiety is a feeling of, you know, preoccupation with something or fear or, um, it can show up in a lot of different ways. We can have physical symptoms like we've been talking about, feeling like you're having a heart attack, feeling like you're going crazy, that dizziness, breathlessness, your body tingling, sweating. Um, it can also just come in the form of hypochondria, constantly worrying um, that you're getting sick as well. That's a big one I see in a lot of my clients. Um, they've lost somebody. It doesn't even have to have been to an illness. It could be to a sudden death, but they start to really worry that there's something wrong with them, that they have cancer, that they're going to have an aneurysm, um, anything like that. It can also bleed into social realms. You know, you start to have social phobias, not really wanting to go out, worrying about interacting with people. Um, there's all kinds of ways worrying about people you love getting hurt or getting into an accident or getting sick. I was going to say that the anxiety I felt was when my son was killed was that uh, one of my other kids would, something mm -hmm. would happen to them and I became very paranoid. Do you remember any anxiety you had particularly, Heidi? Oh, I definitely believed somebody else in the family was going to die. Mm -hmm. I mean, somebody would call late at night if, and I looked and it was one of my family members. I just assumed, oh, they're, they're probably calling me because somebody died. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was always, a, it's been a thought for years, in fact. Yeah. It's been a national thought most of my life after my brother died. Same with me after my mom. And it's a, it's a state of hypervigilance that we get into, right? So, and, and really the reason we do that is because we think if we worry about it and we think it out enough, we're going to be prepared for it if it happens mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. Really, that's not true. And we start to get ourselves into like a whole rumination process. But um, we really do feel, I think, somewhere unconsciously that if we keep obsessing on it and, and assuming it's going to happen again, we will be ready for it if it does. What do I do about it? Well, I think really kind of starting to pinpoint where it's coming from, right? So, you know, you're talking about having, having it started after your son and your brother died and starting to pinpoint where did it start? Did you have it before the loss or is it after the loss only? Or did it increase after the loss? Um, so starting to look at that and then really starting to look at your grief, you know, what, what was your grief process like? Have you, have you really fully grieved? Are there areas that you kind of need to go back into? Did you close down on some places? Are there things that you need to kind of make amends with, within yourself or with your loved one. Um, and then from there, there is really some, some anxiety, like cognitive behavioral work that has to happen. Just starting to look at your thought process. You know, every, like you said, every time that you would get a phone call, you would assume it was something bad. Starting to look at that pattern of your thoughts and starting to shift it, right? So 
I would get a pain in my side and immediately think I had cancer and was dying. And so starting to work with that moment and, and change it. Now, I want to say that I think one of the things you can do is start with your program. Because you're in your program, uh, you have a workbook, you have mm -hmm. things that people can do online. You're talking about meditation. You're talking about guided meditation. You're talking about writing. You're, uh, all sorts of things are going on in your, your program that you're doing online, right? I do. I have an online program that anyone in the world can access at any time. And it comes with videos, audio meditations, workbooks. And I really kind of break down the whole thing and go through it. You know, it's a two-part process of addressing your grief and really going inward, but also just doing some work around your thought patterns and starting to do things like meditation. So As meditation, how, how many days a week and for how long would you recommend that people meditate? Because I know that they've... <laughs> as little as possible because it's difficult and time consuming. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, people don't, people get really daunted by the idea of meditation and I don't want it to be this daunting thing. I mean, I'm a busy mom with a career. I don't meditate nearly as much as I would like to, but the whole point of meditation is to start to find space within all these anxious thoughts, right? We wake up in the morning and we look at our phones before we're even out of bed and we're reading what the president tweeted last night, what our best friend had for breakfast and you know, who's traveling somewhere. And we start reacting to the, that information. We start having thoughts about it, sometimes anxiety. So learning, the whole point of meditation is to learn how to take some space in between all of that information and thoughts. Right? Yep. And, and sometimes it's really hard early on because you got that monkey mind. I remember mm -hmm. for the first year I was like, you know, yeah. plastered with, with thoughts and yeah. constantly, constantly thinking. If the best you can do is take one minute a day and just breathe in and out to a four count, that, that mm -hmm. will help you. Tell people how to get your book. It's called Anxiety, The Missing Stage of Grief, and it's available anywhere books are sold, Amazon, iTunes, Barnes & Noble. Um, and my website is my name, clairebidwellsmith.com, and workbooks and courses are available there. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank and, you. Uh, I just really like the idea of you uh, talking about anxiety because I know it will relate with a lot of people that are on our show today. Watch. Thank you guys so much. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Claire. And you really showed people that you can transform your loss and go on to find hope again. I mean, here you are and you've lost both your parents at a relatively very young age and you've gone on to have an amazing life and did it in tribute to your parents. So thank you so much. It was great having you on today. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening to the show today. And Heidi and I hope that you'll visit us at Open to Hope, where you'll find thousands of articles, radio shows, television shows. We also want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own, and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.